Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday. The holiday season and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll be coming down the chimney down. It's the holiday season and Santa Claus has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy. Santa's a great big bundle of joy when he's coming down the chimney down. When he's coming down the chimney down. He'll have a big fat pack upon his back and lots of goodies for you and for me. So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick hanging on the Christmas tree. It's the holiday season. The holiday season. So hoop-dee-doo. And Dickory Dock, don't forget to hang up your sock. Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. This is In the Know for Friday, December 11, the 346th day of 2020. There are 20 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. The latest COVID-19 numbers, something cooking in Texas today. And we will also uh, have a live musical performance of a uh, Christmas classic. We have that to look forward to. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the... Your intro music is messed up again. Are you feeling bad about that? Uh, see, no, no, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Let me see if I can come up with a uh, remedy there. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. Hey. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I, just I know I'm doing it in reverse, sure, but I got okay. no I got no choice but to do that <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Did you like your Carol of the Bells? I love Carol of the Bells. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can do this. Settling into my left, rolling Mach Nine with her hair on fire. My beautiful wife, the beautiful girl, Beach. Morning, sweethearts. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Now everybody's all messed up. Well, Let's go home and start listen, again. We work well. We got this. <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, the 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 button didn't want to react. One of the few times that the bus the button doesn't didn't uh, work out in in my favor. Uh, so I was going to tell you about Kevin. You're a big fan of Kevin McAllister from Home Absolutely. Alone, correct? But you're also a big fan of Kevin from The Office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a website now called Cameo where uh, stars can go and you can hire them to play uh, cameo roles. You can call them or you can, uh, like if you have a friend and they're a big fan of Kevin from The Office, then you pay him and he'll call your friend and have a conversation like in a cameo role. And Kevin from The Office, his name is Brian Baumgartner, he has made $1 million from cameo this year alone. Yeah, I'll be afraid of the price. Like on sure. this end, so. but I would, but I would. I mean, how much is one call? A million dollars? No, <laughs> I mean, surely not. Right? I, like, how many I, calls has he made? I need some. I need I'll, to do some. I'll math. look it into it yeah. and see. But I just. And just so they know, we are for hire. I would like. We'll do camera. Right. Uh, I need Kevin's. I need Kevin's chili recipe. <laughs> if I if Kevin were going to call me, I would need Kevin's chili recipe. I need to know what size tissue boxes he really wears. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Misty, I, I, I didn't tell you what I was apologizing for, but I've already told you I had to apologize to you on the show today. Yeah. And I know you've spent the last hour or so wondering, well, what could this be about? Uh, I failed to wish you a happy Hanukkah yesterday. You did. It was the you first did. day of Hanukkah, and I just didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't even mention it. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be clear, I didn't know until later in the day, but then I realized I was supposed to 
wish her a happy Hanukkah, and I and I I didn't do it. How did you celebrate the first crazy night of Hanukkah? Yeah, so it was late last night. I pulled up David Diggs' song, the Hanukkah song, Puppy because, for Christmas. Yes, because I love David Diggs, mm-hmm. and um, just chilled out lighting some candles. Mm-hmm. You know? Just used up some oil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did read. I did read out of Isaiah last night in in the Psalms, so right. I, I pulled from the Old Testament prophets. He checked all the boxes. I Very did. good. Now uh, I know a lot of people have been waiting for the latest update from the North Pole. I am happy to report that Santa says that the COVID nineteen has been the Im- the impact at the North Pole has been minimal. So that's good. Uh, the impact on North Pole operations and present delivery, the impact has been minimal, and so Christmas is two weeks from today. So they've got a couple of uh, important weeks yeah. Um, yeah. to to make the deadline, and sounds like uh, you know Santa's got his mask ready, and he's mm-hmm. going to be ready, going to be ready to go. Well, that's good news. I know there are a lot of people concerned. Well, I mean, Santa Santa got the COVID. No, I remember Doctor Fauci said he was immune to the COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, increasing clouds, warm today. Rain, wind tomorrow. We'll see breezy and warm today. Widespread morning rain, scattered afternoon showers tomorrow. Most of Sunday will be relatively dry. A system scoots to our south, bringing rain showers into the forecast Sunday night and into Monday morning. Increasing clouds and breezy today, 66 tomorrow. Showers late and 56 for tonight. And showers and breezy and 62 tomorrow. I think the longer your day goes tomorrow, the drier it gets. So the morning should be wet. The uh, afternoon should be drier. I graduate tomorrow. You do. Mm-hmm. You I was going to walk the line with graduating. my friends, but they um, they turned us virtual. So I'll sit home in my cap and gown and my house shoes and. No, no, wait virtually. a minute. You you just graduated not too long ago. So are you graduating again, or is this a make good ceremony? No, I'm graduating again. Like this is a new this okay. is a new degree. Well, you're piling those degrees up like like cordwood. Yeah. I'm trying to. The debt is very much looking like that. <laughs> it's all ricked up. <laughs> the degrees are. Hey, what's cooking in Texas? Well, some lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you but know. they've got friends now, so <laughs> it's good news. You know, I, I said it all along that we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out the limits of our Constitution uh, in, in this in this course. <laughs> I didn't really. I thought it was going to be COVID-related, and I guess indirectly it is COVID-related. Mm. But uh, eyes will be watching. It's an interesting history lesson on the way that um, you, you really need to go back and study American history to understand how our nation was formed to better understand what the legal argument is in Texas today. In short, Texas and, what, 17 other states, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so Texas is basically arguing, to, to simplify it where we can, um, when England gave... Uh, when England acknowledged, England acknowledged that the the states were free, there were thirteen. They were part of the American Revolution. There were thirteen independent countries. Okay, Virginia was independent. New York was independent, and so they reached an agreement to be United States. So it's a it's a republic, and they they basically agreed to a contract among them that the following things would happen. And that's where our Constitution comes from, but this is where the idea of states' rights comes from. And then keep expanding that, and we got to, and we're really 50 independent countries that we call states. So, but then you're working under, almost under a unionized contract. So you've agreed to this thing called the U.S. Constitution. And when you, if you violate the contract, then I have recourse against you as an as a as part of the unionized force, and this is the argument that Texas is making now. Uh, when you were telling me, oh, they were sneaking in ballots overnight, and while heads were turned, they were changing ballots and voter fraud and da da da. I don't have a whole lot of I don't have a whole lot of room for getting over on that side, unless you can just show me like incontrovertible evidence, like. This is what happened. But now this legal argument 
that is wrapped in the Constitution saying you changed your voting process that violates the Constitution and what we agreed to. You changed the terms of the deal after the fact, and now I've been harmed as a result, and I am going to file suit to throw your result out because you've damaged me. Mm-hmm. That argument I can I can sign off on. Have you seen the footage of the where they sent the ballot counters home and supposedly they, they brought in and these whistleblowers? Yes, and like I said, I can't tell you that that didn't happen. Right, but there's all you can't prove a negative, and there's this: is there a, is there a honest reason? Is there a is there a practical reason why the optics of that look like that? Mm-hmm. See, th- this is what we'll never know. But what we do know, what we can prove, is that states like Pennsylvania changed the terms of the deal after it was agreed to, and they broke the contract. This So there's no argument. Now, whether the Supreme Court will hear it and do anything about it, that uh, unknown, because yeah. they don't like to change the outcome of elections. But the fact of the matter is Pennsylvania broke their contract with the United States of America, and other states did as well. Will it change the outcome? I don't know. Does it get Donald, ter- Donald Trump another term? I don't know. Probably not. But it is, again, it goes back to these are the legal protections that we have. You broke the deal. You, you broke the contract. I just and, hear Beavis and Butthead screaming, breaking the law, breaking the law. Mm, breaking the right? law. The they did. So anyway, it'd be interesting just to see <laughs> what's cat uh, dog. What, you didn't uh, like cat dog? No. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. You know why I didn't like cat dog? At least half cat. So. Yet yeah, you have one. <laughs> Not by choice. Four thousand three. Four thousand. <laughs> no, it's against my will. Four thousand three hundred and twenty-four new coronavirus cases confirmed by the governor yesterday. So after a couple of days of going down, now we come roaring back. Uh, Two thousand two hundred thirteen thousand four hundred fifty total cases. Governor Bashir says that he can make a case that surge. Uh, the big number that we saw yesterday is the recoil from Thanksgiving. He's going to say that by the time that the gatherings happened mm-hmm. and then people got infected and then they got symptoms and then they got tested and then the tests come back, that now we're seeing this is, he says this is Thanksgiving related, or at least making a case that it's mm-hmm. Thanksgiving related. Again, doesn't necessarily have direct proof of that. But 28 uh, coronavirus related deaths, the rolling positivity rate continues to step down. Now down to 9.13%. I hope we can get under 9% by the time that we begin Next week, hospitalization decreased by 36 people, but uh, ventilator patients on ventilators rose to 231. That's up by about uh, 20 people. I talked so. to him, Josh Embry last hour and some concerning information that he brought to the table that we've not heard before. We are seeing reinfection now in Grayson County in less than the three months that we were told that we would have antibodies for three months. We're seeing reinfection under that three-month mark. Good. We are seeing the virus mutate. They do have proof now that it is mutating, so that's why we're seeing some people with more severe symptoms than than others. So it's just concern as it's as it's moving and growing and taking different forms and shapes. So next week is your opportunity to have free rapid test anybody in Grayson County. And what they're looking for is asymptomatic people walking around before we get into these Christmas gatherings. After a nine-hour meeting yesterday, the committee of the FDA did approve uh, EUE, uh, emergency use, uh, EUA, emergency use authorization for the Pfizer vaccine. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had made a prediction that maybe by the weekend that we would have some Kentuckians with uh, vaccinations. It looks like that will maybe not happen until Tuesday. Uh, I think the deployment will happen over the weekend. They'll do the staging, and I think you'll see – uh, long-term care facility uh, patients and staff being vaccinated by uh, early next week. We'll call it Tuesday. And then by later next week, uh, I think maybe Thursday, Friday of next week, you're going to see frontline health care workers in clinics, hospitals, et cetera. And then from, you know, from there, they'll follow the plan. Uh, you mentioned Josh Embry, uh, 16 new cases according, as of yesterday in their update. We'll get another update later today from them. 79 new cases in Grayson County since Friday, though. A number is, you know, when you say, okay, so um, just in one week we've had 79 cases, and that doesn't include today's number. Of course, this would be the seventh day since Friday. 
Uh, total of Grayson County, 1,088, 133 active cases as of their update yesterday. Looks like restrictions on some Kentucky businesses were going to ease on Monday. did think the language was interesting that uh, the, the, the story from the Associated Press says, I, I won't say that this is a direct quote from the governor, but it says that other uh, bars, restaurants, bars, gyms, and other businesses will be able to return their, to their previous capacity limits. No, that's not, the, well, that's not their original previous limits. It's the 50% that they were at before they shuttered them and said none. So it'll still be distanced, and they'll still be taking extra precautions, but the indoor dining capacity will be 50%. And food must stop being served at 11 p.m. Indoors. The Kentucky High School Athletic Association uh, upheld their previous decision yesterday. I was really surprised. I was, too. Uh, I thought all of the signals that we were seeing and hearing was going to be a January 4th start for practice and a February 1st start for competition. But after a uh, long meeting yesterday and a couple of votes on various ideas, they stuck with their idea of beginning practice on Monday and then beginning competition on January the 4th. It was in a 12 to 4 vote, uh, 12 to 5 vote, excuse me. They did set the state tournament dates. Some of it has to do with the availability of Rupp Arena. There were all logistics they were working around. Uh, I shared with a colleague yesterday what they say they're going to do and what they end up doing. I'll still bet you. Uh, and Andrew Jackson, that it doesn't happen exactly the way that it's drawn up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know these are their ambitions, and I think they'll set off in this direction until they get evidence or reasoning to do something different. But what the journey of a 1,000 miles starts with one step, so they're going to get off to that step on Monday, and we'll see how it goes. There will be capacity limits for attendance of games, just like there have been for other sports. But... Uh, Luckily, we'll be there along the way to help bring you the coverage of that activity. On K105.com, you can read about an intoxicated Aneta man arrested after driving with a small child in the car and the mother of the child arrested for threatening a welfare worker. Uh, You can read about that. The state Senate GOP leadership is having their... Uh, ha- having uh, this is the time of year they have their two-day leadership summit or um, their retreat that they call it. Was it last year that they yes. had their retreat mm-hmm. in Grayson Rough County mm-hmm. um, over at uh, the state park at Rough River? And they're sort of outlining um, what they intend to do in the coming session. We told you yesterday there wouldn't be a great deal of heavy lifting because of the short session and because, really, everything is needing to be COVID-related. But uh, Damon Thayer, who's the majority leader of the Senate, said one of the pro-life measures will be similar to a bill that Governor Bashir vetoed earlier this year and aimed at protecting the born-alive infants after a botched abortion. He said because of the shortened session due to the coronavirus, we did not have enough time to override his veto. So they're going to have no reason to think that that won't have smooth sailing through again. And then I guess... He's going to veto it again, and I guess they're going to override his veto, given enough given enough time. But I would encourage them to, if they intend to do it, they better get on it and do it early in the session. A second pro-life bill will be introduced in the House that mirrors one that Republicans coupled late in the session with Senate Bill 9. The bill would be related to the Attorney General's ability to defend pro-life cases. Also a little news, uh, some committee uh, some committees being seated. Uh, Senator C.B. Embry from Morgantown, who used to represent uh, the people in Grayson County. Mm-hmm. He is the chairman of the Senate Standing Committee on Veterans, Military Affairs, and Public Protection. Our state senator, Steve Meredith, was named the new vice chairman of that committee. So our former uh, former representation and our current representation uh, on that committee as chair and vice chair. Speaking of the attorney general, he joined the antitrust lawsuit against Facebook yesterday, along with a lot of other attorney generals around the country. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm paying a little bit of attention to this. I do understand Mark Zuckerberg making the uh, making the claim that the federal government, the FTC, has had a decade had the had the uh, documentation a decade ago to consider the potential. Um, 
Well, for him, it would be upsides. For the many of us, it would be the downsides. But when they started acquiring all the companies that they acquired, Instagram and WhatsApp and all those that Facebook has accumulated, he said that that started that was a decade ago that they have the they had a chance to say, oh, we have some concerns about this. So he says Facebook shouldn't be penalized because you all couldn't see the writing on the wall. But now being on the on the end the 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 smarting end of that whip, I kind of think it's similar to when the when AT&T was busted into the baby bells mm-hmm. 30 years ago almost when that happened. So uh, we'll, be consi- we'll be interested to seeing how that progresses. I, was, I did notice, though, that this Texas case about the election, I did notice that there were 16 or 17 attorney generals that uh, jumped on board with that, but Daniel Cameron was one of two that did not. And I don't, I don't know what to read into that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know if he's just waiting to see. I don't know if it's because he thinks that it's a fool's errand. I don't know, uh, but I did notice this morning that CBS had a graphic that he was one of two that did not. Well, you know, it was just sixty days ago that President Trump was singing Daniel Cameron's praises. I wonder if he'll get tweeted at later today. You know, being <laughs> called a being called a loser. It all doesn't of a mean he won't. It doesn't mean he won't. It just means he, it just he means hasn't. He hasn't. And I will tell out. you this: that being com- coming from the McConnell camp, I would imagine that Daniel Cameron would be very pragmatic on these issues rather than getting emotional and jumping on a bandwagon and say, yeah, let's do that. I think I would hope that he would want to study it, the virtues of it both ways and say, yeah. okay, here's but the I've, direction we're you've going. You've got to look at him across the board. He's had a heavy year. His yeah. first year, mm-hmm. he's the youngest attorney general. He had the Breonna Taylor case this year. He's had uh, COVID-19. He's now looking at this Texas case. He's had it, or he's had to deal with it. He's having to deal with okay, it, right. and you know you got to you got to add the Breonna Taylor case in to go. Wait a minute, let me catch my breath and investigate before I just hitch my wagon to Texas and say this is good for the Commonwealth. Just so, because everything's bigger in Texas doesn't make it right. Listen, we got rid of Aquanet <laughs> back when Texas held on to it, so I don't know that we need to go back to that. <laughs> I got it. Uh, and big deal yesterday: the SEC and the and ABC, basically SEC and Disney reach a mega deal. ABC will be the new permanent home, full-time home of SEC uh, sports starting in 2024. That's going to be a hard adjustment for me. I'm used to seeing that football game on CBS on the afternoons, but uh, if it's good for the conference, I guess that's good all the way around. I can find that channel on my TV. Well, on DirecTV if they ever turn it back on because it's dark right now. <laughs> got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. As in, there's an app for that. It was the word of the year in 2010. We use apps all the time now. Yeah, now. It seems like it's always been a part of our lives. It's have a bagel day. We used to call it software. (laughs) Apps, we used to call it software. Back in the day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, National have a bagel day today. I love bagels. No, I do not. I've never... I just... You know, my exposure to bagels has been very limited, so I've never really gotten... Hooked in to the bagels, but there's a lot. I've always thought bagels to be very one-dimensional, but mm-hmm. when you look around at various cultures or uh, various geographies like New York City, you get bagels that are kind of like donuts. Yeah, they're just a very heavy, dense, like you, I really can't have more hurt, than once. Yeah, they hurt my mouth. Yeah. Like you, you need them fresh. Now, I love the everything bagel seasoning. I've been yeah. using that a lot here lately. Good. Uh, it's good. I could take a bagel with some cream cheese mm-hmm. and some peanut butter toasted salmon and some capers. I could I could go for that. No, I'm not. I'm out on the salmon. But oh, yeah. My kids okay. love my kids but, love that. Yeah. Tomorrow is Gingerbread House Day. That's interesting. <laughs> Tomorrow is Poinsettia Day. It's Tomorrow works. <laughs> is National Ambrosia Day. Sunday is Hot Cocoa Day. Sunday is Violin Day. Ah. We'll uh, explain the significance of that coming up. And uh, Sunday is also Ice Cream Day. Odd to have Ice Cream Day in December. It I think really is. I think like Bacon Day, they sneak one of those in about one about one a month. Yeah, there's uh, a donut day every month. Uh, also, you heard Pentatonics and let it go a moment ago. And uh, before I forget, I need to include darn that Dennis Cook. Mm. He mentioned to me a few weeks ago that if you are able to watch the making. Uh, it, Into the Unknown, the making of Frozen 2 on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. 
He said it was so good, and I was like, okay. I mean, I like documentaries about how they make stuff, and I started it last night. I've watched the first two episodes. It is wonderful. Really? Yes, it Why? is wonderful. Um, because of the challenge of Frozen Two, if you have any, if like, if you like entertainment at all, and you like, you know, big big movies and animation and Disney, and, and to be clear, we're eating up at our house with Frozen because of Alea. Yeah. She's all in on <laughs> she's all in on Frozen, and so yeah, as a result, I'm all in on Frozen. Um, it was this time last year we went to see the new movie, and I walked away telling you the music for Frozen Two is better than the original. Yeah. And so I got to see the significance of Into the Unknown and the significance of Show Yourself. I also realized, I learned last night that Jonathan Groff, who plays King George in Hamilton, is Kristoff. What? I had, I was like, who oh, I that? forgot that. Yeah. And so... Um, the pressure, they had no pressure for the first movie because no one knew the franchise. No one knew, no one knew who Anna and Elsa were. And so to live up to the standards in the sequel and the angst that they felt over getting the story right and the story arc and the story development, I'm, it just really appeals to me. Is there any indication of how many storylines were proposed before they oh, yeah. chose one? Yeah, yeah. You, the, the arguments that they had on you can't take this character there and, and the way things are animated and the way that they yeah. – the way you know Sven didn't speak in the first movie. So they had to give him all of the speaking ability for the second movie and, and it just – that type of detail that goes into what most of us sit and watch eat juji fruits and go oh it's a movie yeah we take for granted <laughs> yeah you don't the talent you don't understand that. that started with blank space yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay all right so maybe i'm interested that's, now that's Dennis my, cook that's my thing it was, it's very good uh time magazine you get an f minus c plus no f, f minus 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 minus, minus. I was going to give them some credit because People Magazine named the people of the year, but mm-hmm. Time Magazine says we're going to name the person of the year. No, they didn't. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the people of the year because they're so woke. They couldn't just put him on the cover. No. Why not just put her on the cover? I think she deserved put, to be there by put, herself. Put her. like she First female vice she's president. She's had the more monumental and year. And color. Come on. That's right. He's he just a, have he's never just made a, it on there. With he's her. just a Klingon that's been in Washington too long. That's the truth. He he, he naked up on her. You got give her on him the some. Neck. If you give him some My pointy favorite. ears, he looks like he could be on Star Trek Next Generation. My favorite SNL <laughs> skit ever of mm. Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a new study says these ten states have the worst drivers. I hope he's standing behind her on the cover picture. And I'm going to argue that this study has it wrong. Mm. Well, we like to tell everybody when they're wrong, <laughs> just like Time Magazine. So roll on to the next bit. <laughs> Alaska has one of the smallest populations of drivers in the United States, but a new report says they are the most dangerous as a group. Alaska at the as the most dangerous, uh, the worst drivers. I'm going to throw a flag and say, but they're driving on ice. Right? All the time. Ice road truckers. Right? Uh, at second is New Mexico. Third is a tie between Montana and Texas. Really? It's that hair that gets in the way. Fifth is Colorado. The truth. <laughs> their Aquanet gave out and their bangs got down in their right? eyes. So they couldn't see. Look like you a sheepdog. You didn't buy the orange king. <laughs> Colorado, everybody's high in Colorado. Uh, in, Colorado's <laughs> fifth. Hawaii is seventh. Like Hawaii, they're just all over the road. They're, the lines aren't, the roads aren't striped. It's just. They're just so easy going. It's just hang loose. It's everything. You're on Hawaii time. Nobody's in a hurry to get anywhere. Uh, But now here's where I'm going to object. There's a tie for seventh between Hawaii and this study says South Carolina. They got their Carolinas wrong. Mm. North Carolina. Is that the bad one? North Carolina. Yes. They're they're terrible. They come over the mountain into Pigeon Forge and Sevierville to play miniature golf or hillbilly hound yeah, uh, raceway yeah. or whatever it is, and their ter- their license plates say first in flight. No, their license plate should say last in driving. Mm. Well, I'll give them the Wright brothers and Kitty Hawk, but they can't drive. Yeah, you've been saying this for years. I know, but- <laughs> and it's true. I have scientific proof to back it up. Plus, there's a South Carolinian in the building, so I got to really make <laughs> nice. Game hawk, you. But but to be clear, I've been on the record. For, it's not just because Katie Ray is here. I. I have been on the record that North Carolinians can't drive for a long time. That's true. You it doesn't hurt that I'm trying to butter her up, but it's. I'm just saying. 
Okay, I'm going to give you my opinion when you're done if they're not on there. Delaware is ninth and Arkansas is 10th. Arkansas probably should go to a little high. Where's New York City and New Jersey? Because I'm telling you, they're taxi drive. I have never been so afraid in my life other than when I rode with you once. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I've only driv- been on the floorboard twice. But you, you've driven with me more than – you've ridden with me more than once, but there was just the one time? I knew what to expect the next time. Oh, I the first right. time I was in the back seat was in the floorboard holding on to my husband's legs saying, please, God, don't let us die. I have children to get home. Did you die? You did not. So I died was, a little bit inside. Everything was I've fine. never been the same. Uh, China flight attendants have been advised to wear diapers for COVID protection. New guidance from the Civil Aviation Administration of China suggests that cabin crew on flights to and from countries with high COVID infection rates should wear diapers instead of using the plane restroom. No. You're telling an adult to go in their pants? They do it differently in China. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not telling them. They're, they're the right, Chinese air authority. Yeah. This is also the country that allows them to choose from six different haircuts, right? <laughs> Guys and girls all have the same. Yeah, no, I think, that that's, right? I think that's North Korea. Oh, maybe it's North, yes, it North Korea. China may as well, but I know North Korea does. I'm uh, just telling Andy now, if you tell me to wear a diaper <laughs> on the plane, it's coming to fisticuffs. Between <laughs> me and whoever tries to put a diaper on me. <laughs> I have so many questions. Oh, I'm so grossed out. So from the same people that brought us the weak and funny tweets yesterday, which, by the way, I thought fell a little short of the mark, um, they backed it up and are trying to redeem themselves okay. with the funniest insults they've heard from kids. Oh, okay, good. Kids say the, the greatest kids things. Do it, kids do it differently. Oh, they, and yeah, so, they're so honest. So there are a yep. couple of – so just to get us started, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, loosen uh, it up. H. Johns, 95, said he heard a kid say, you look like something that came out of a slow cooker. <laughs> God love his mama. See, it's, an ima- it's an imaginative because kids know they're going to get in trouble if they use, you know, vulgarity or profanity or things like that. So you just go with the straight down the middle. You mm-hmm. look like something. You look like a pot roast. Yeah. What that's, was it? That's been on low day? all day. He doesn't like he doesn't like some to eat something that's covered in gravy or how was it he worded it was I don't this know, Dennis but it was, as a kid it was brilliantly worded yeah he hates the whole casserole thing right yeah uh, not another kid but I was trading insults with a friend of mine's son who must have been like five years old at the time and I was in my thirties and he told me I'm going to wait until there's three cars coming and push you in the road <laughs> <laughs> okay Malachi. <laughs> Well, I mean, Yikes. I have a feeling he's good at math. I mean. The same family, same vacation, actually, but this kid, but this was his younger sister, oh. had drawn a picture of me and titled it Dumb. In the picture, I had this happy little smile, and I said, if I'm so dumb, why am I happy? And she said, because you don't know any better. Like, I don't know if I'm concerned about these children. Who's raising these families? Right? Who's raising these or kids? Or I'm, I'm worried about this guy around these kids. Which one's the culprit here? One day when I when my daughter, I picked my daughter up from preschool, she greeted me with, what do you have for me, Daddy? And I said, an apple. And she said, what else do you have for me? I and saying. I said, hugs and kisses. And she said, can I just have the apple instead? <laughs> Sometimes you're taking a bridge too far, kids, when you're not happy with the first offering. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My son told me about one of his friends at school whose mother always packs way too much for his lunch. I think her name is probably Christy Buckle. So... But you might get hungry. So if any of the kids had forgotten their lunch yep, exactly. or didn't like theirs, they would go to see this kid and he would share. Uh-huh. Come to find out, the kids had nicknamed him Soup Kitchen. <laughs> so terrible. Yeah, there's worse things they could have called it, Yes, right? there are worse I'll things. Take, I'll take Soup Kitchen as my nickname because I helped you all out. I think right? it's brilliant. What? Hey, Soup Kitchen, what do you got? We gotta get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. A lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Did you know? If you're average, you'll have about fourteen hundred dreams a year. I can believe that. Does that have to take into consideration daydreams? I mean, there are only 365 nights. 
so a year. if it's more than that, are you above average? I don't know. I'm not sure how you score it. It might be like golf. It may be relative to par. It may be the lower dreams, the better. I'm not sure. But hmm. 1,400 was an odd number. Is that multiple dreams per night? Does that count daydreams? Yeah, yeah. Does that count dreams during naps? Because that's same a lot. Dream comes back every night. Right, it's a lot to cram into one. One as year, a new dream. My thing. Um, yeah. Um, what do you need to know about? Oh, uh, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Ellen got the Rona. <gasps> yeah, Ellen DeGeneres test positive for COVID nineteen. The sixty two year old announced via on Twitter yesterday, and uh, so they will suspend production of her show until first of the year. They've been having she's a 62. small audience. Yeah, she's sixty two. Uh, BTS has been named the Time Magazine's Entertainers of the Year for twenty twenty. They just throwing everybody. Or just put us in there. They named multiple people for Entertainer of the Year. Just add us, BTS, and us. We'd fit in that cover, right? Well, I mean. Like bobbleheads. I, I look just like them. You really do. Um, it's the Chris, Chris Evans will voice Buzz Lightyear in a Disney Pixar origin story. Uh, okay. uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. I, I kind of want Tim Allen. I, I think there's only one Buzz Lightyear voice, but 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 Buzz Lightyear didn't. You know, before his voice changed, he had a different voice. You know, before puberty and all that stuff. So if it's an origin story, is this little Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, if this is Baby Buzz, then I'm four. <laughs> if this isn't Baby Buzz, I'm going to need a Baby Buzz. I, I had a Baby Buzz once. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Got a lot of trouble. <laughs> but Black, Pan- <laughs> Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman's role will not be recast in the upcoming sequel. I've not seen Black Panther. I understand it's very good. I started it, but I just... I did I, too, and I fell asleep one night. Yeah, I just... So I don't yeah. know if this is... If this, if they, if it's easily done, or mm-hmm. if it's difficult, or it's a challenge, or whatever, but it obviously is such an important role that um, they decided they couldn't, they, they, they just couldn't recast it. Right. You know, so it's kind of like uh, being retired forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, holiday twenty twenty uh, Christmas season, obviously very different. You know, we've been able to uh, for the to protect our reindeer. We haven't been able to do reindeer races. Uh, so, and we're not, can't have our big year ender. So we're having like a little big year ender, mm-hmm. uh, on a week from today, but we did get an opportunity to try and reach, um, to bring you some holiday cheer this year. And when we learned that Bethany Ray was looking to keep her skills sharpened on her violin, that we uh, leaped at the opportunity to uh, incorporate her into the show. And she was willing to come today to our lobby. So she's not in the studio with us, but she is in our in our building. And um, she is outstanding on the violin. She's currently <laughs> awaiting uh, audition results from Allstate. She is a freshman at Grayson County High School. Uh, she's uh, been a concert master with the Bowling Green Youth Orchestra. And uh, I didn't pick this song. Uh, but I did learn that she has prepared for us today my favorite Christmas hymn. And so it is my pleasure to introduce performing Oh Holy Night, Miss mm. Bethany Ray.
Bravo. Yeah, Absolutely wonderful. So good. Beautiful oh, job. These got chills at that. Yes, I love that song and I love that presentation what a as talent. well. Thank you so much, Bethany. Uh, thank you for brightening our Christmas season. Uh, we got to get to a break. We'll come back. I have plenty more on the way. We'll finish it up for the week here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Might be a hard one. I think this is going to be a challenge for you all. Who plays the violin better? Me or Bethany Ray? I got to say, when you're whining, I'm going to give you the award. But Bethany Ray for sure on Ho Holy Night. Okay. You know, you do that little... Sure. Yeah, yeah. She didn't shoot the moon at all. No. With a... Mr. Haycraft always told me I was shooting the moon with mine. Why you were put on the saxophone. Yeah. Now, to be clear, I, I understand everybody's going to vote and say Bethany's better than me. Yeah. But, but to be clear, you all have not heard me play. And in my defense, I've only been, I only spent 20% of the time she has at it. Yeah. I mean, I only spent fourth grade. I'm going Bethany every time. You think so? Yeah, 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 me, yeah me absolutely. Too. Me, That's, too. Uh, me yeah. too. I can't wait to go back and watch that because now I'm sorry it's over. Yeah, no, we did. Like, I wish, did a great job. Wish we had some. Wish we had some more of that. <laughs> She's like Gracie's gone in a day. Cookies that 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 was gone too fast. That's right. Yeah. It, it's also serendipitous because, I mean, it it might be I might have dropped a hint at some point in time that how much I love that song, but I don't. I think it was selected unbeknownst. I think it was. That wasn't the criteria for the selection, is my point. So when I learned that was the that was the selection, I was like, oh, even I love my favorite, favorite, favorite. Even better. Christmas song. Even better. In fact, I use it as the when we do the MB's uh, Pearl of Wisdom on the big year ender, mm-hmm. the Oh Holy Night is the bed mm-hmm. that I use to 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 do it. So um thank you to uh but Trevor and Carrie as well for uh, letting her help us this morning. Uh, down in Australia, I, before we go, before I get to the normal stuff of the day, you've got to look this up online. It's Sutherland Shire, Australia. It's a, a, a family. It's a lady named Nadia, and they built a new house, and they are furious with the contractor mm. uh, because here's the post-it note that was left. It says, Dear Tradesman, the toilets in this house are not rightfully yours to use. We are paying for an outdoor toilet for your use. Not only did you take the virginity of our toilets, but you disrespectfully ignored the seal sign, ripped the tape, and continued to use it. This is the second time I am cleaning this toilet because of you. This is a criminal act. Please do not do it again. Okay, Nadia, just withhold his check. Do you come clean up? You have some some pull there. You still owe them money. Funny. Yeah, if, and if you can't much, behave as a right? contractor, that's disgusting. And they did have to pay for a porta potty to be on property for mm-hmm. your use. So, yeah. listen, we built the amount of cigarette butts I picked up off of the plywood, <laughs> the amount of garbage out of the yard that they would open their door and throw out. And I'm like, don't filthy animals, stop it. Yeah, filthy animals. Yeah, filthy animals, it's stop very, it. It's a very seasonal thing to say. I mean, I literally, if I hire contractors now, I ask, do you clean up after yourself? Last time I had somebody in my house recently, they broke a lamp. They pushed the, the glass pieces over to the side and walked out. Was it Didn't a leg? Tell me. Was it a leg lamp? No, but if had it been, I'd be in court today instead of the show. <laughs> well, Seriously. I'd be with you there. It's so. just too much. It's on too much. television tonight, the season two premiere on the CW of the Christmas Caroler Challenge on Lifetime in Love by Christmas. I N N. A cozy in. Right, 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 right. Hotel love. That's the best. Uh, Dennis and Sarah, get ready. Tomorrow night on the Hallmark Channel, a restaurateur receives a DNA test revealing she's Jewish. The discovery leads her to a new family and an unlikely romance over eight nights. Well, it's Hanukkah. Love, lights, Hanukkah on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Now, Misty, just for you, there's a little something in your stocking this weekend. Oh, yay. On HBO. The Bee Gees, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart, new documentary on the Bee Gees. Saw a clip of it this morning. I heart the 
Bee Gees so much. Tomorrow night on NBC on Saturday Night Live, host Timothy Chalamet and musical guest Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Um, yeah. I, f- I feel the need to reveal that I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I'm with you. I don't. Not a big lover. I know the late John Asher criticized you for admitting that I one know, time. I know. I know. And it was the only time that John and I got a little bit sideways. I'm but just not a put big it fan. Out there. And I he just was don't like, like, we can't be family anymore. Like, and I'm like, no, we can't. Outside of Born. I don't even really like Born in the USA no. and Hungry Heart. And no, listen. you're just like, like, it feels like you're supposed to. You, yeah. But so when I was in fourth grade. I wanted a particular cassette tape. I don't remember what it was, but instead my my aunt bought me Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. And I just wilted on the inside. It was the like the biggest disappointment of a birthday party. I, I kind of felt like I was required to like him. And I also kind of felt like, you know, because it was like patriotic, yeah, born yeah, in the yeah, USA, yeah, which yeah. is really not a patriotic song. If you listen to it, it's no. he, he's not singing America's praises in that. Uh, but the but the album cover, you know, oh, and, yeah, yeah. but it, it was almost like that old guy at the party. You know, we've all been to those parties and we went, why is the old guy still here? <laughs> remember, remember, remember when you were teenagers and you would go to a party and there would be somebody there that's like 15 or 20 years older and you go. No, it was normal around here. I don't think we ever raised an eyebrow. Okay. Now, today, they would be arrested. <laughs> Back then, it, it was It kind of felt like when I was a teenager, it sort of felt like Bruce Springsteen was the old yeah, guy that was hanging saying. around too long. Yeah. Now, I have had my children say, Mom, there are parents that come down on, um, like, their fraternity and sorority day, and they have parents' day. And there uh, I've, have, heard, I've heard these stories. There yeah. have been parents that go to the fraternity parties, mm-hmm. and they're like, why are they here? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know, but they need to recognize that they're out of bounds. You better recognize. Out of bounds, parents. Mm-hmm. Out of bounds. Don't, right. don't go I, drinking. I'm sorry. I just turned into a little bit of a monologue on Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't dislike Bruce Springsteen. It just doesn't appeal to me. There will be no part of me when he's on Saturday Night Live tomorrow that I go, I am loving this. The only song I can kind of listen to is one of the Christmas songs he does. I don't even remember what it is. When it comes yeah. on, I don't turn it. But yeah, I can do. There is no Bruce Springsteen on my iPad. Pod and there's like five thousand songs on there. So um, I can't I can't say there's no you know I should say my phone. It's not an iPod anymore, is it? Fire. <laughs> well, Fire. I don't Street know what Steam. you're working with. But. I mean, I do still have my iPod and it's still working. Surprisingly, the little your, clip on your one. hit clips. <laughs> the hit clips. Yeah. Today's highlight in history. Somebody's going to be mad at me for saying I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I, I mean, I don't know. I just someone's going to somewhere. Yeah, your truck's going to get go, No, don't say that. Don't plan ideas. Oh. Just, I'd rather them point their finger at me or something. Okay. Or, or the big shame finger. Call me a cottonhead and ninny muggins or mm-hmm. something. Uh, today's highlight in history. This date in 1936, Britain's King Edward VIII abdicated the throne so he could marry Wallace Warfield Simpson. Huh. Don't think that changed history at all, do you? For those of us that have watched The Crown, we we, we had a front row seat to how bit. that changed. A little bit. Uh, it just completely changed the line. I mean... <laughs> I mean, when you really go back and study it and you understand the, like, how that transpired, it happened a few years before I was born in 1936. Mm-hmm. So oh. it just really. just barely missed it. Yeah. My dad was born in 1936. I'm sitting here acting like we have all day to sit here. I yeah. thought you were just droning uh, yeah. on I'm and like, on. And I've I'm been like, looking at the time. I'm not like, a chart hmm. topper one yet. I'll tell you what it did. That old holy night just warmed <laughs> me so much. It's, well, let's just sit. Let's just sit a spell. All day. Let's just sit a let's spell, sit a spell and, and let's chat. let's get caught up. Turn a fire on, Sam. Let's have a fireplace on <laughs> chat. Like uh, Romeo and Juliet. Samson and Delilah. That's a fire. Is that Bruce Springsteen? Did he redo that? Mm, he okay. Did. Yeah. I do like him redoing that. Song In eighteen sixteen, Indiana. Can I say it's the only Bruce Springsteen song I like? Now I'm a liar because that's the only one that is on my <laughs> iPod. I don't think it made it to the iPhone, but it's on the clip on <laughs> <Yeah>. iPod. <laughs> It's surely on a mixtape somewhere. Yeah, for sure. In 1816, Indiana became the 19th state. So. (laughs) The Civil War that's coming as a result of this Texas case. We're going to have to split up the states. And I'll I'll give Arkansas and Indiana to whoever wants them. Okay, yeah. 
I think we've always been fine with that. 1964 singer-songwriter Sam Cooke. Yeah, that's not news. I was just right. reaffirming that that's where I we stand. We know your position there. Sam Cooke was shot to death by a motel manager in Los Angeles this day, 1964. Mm. Uh, in 1972, the last man on the moon, a part of Apollo 17, landed uh, with uh, with Gene Cernan. He was the last person to be on the on the moon until uh, maybe four years from now. I hope it's less than four years from now. Birthdays today. Rita Moreno is 89. John Kerry is 77. Brenda Lee is 76. Terry Gar is 73. Gone but not forgotten. Fiorello LaGuardia, 1882. Big Mama Thornton, born this date in 1926. Big Mama Womp Womp wasn't born until 1927. (laughs) Love that name. Big Mama Womp Womp. You know who's really mad at me right now? Sam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they have somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. They, they have a project they're working on today. He's pacing the hallway. I don't <laughs> know if you've seen him. And, I, <laughs> and I'm in here just yucking it up. Mommy and Daddy. Chart toppers. This date, 1955. Barry Gordon was number one. Pretty much sums up my 2020. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. You're not missing anything on the chart toppers for the rest of them. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Learn to appreciate what you have before time makes you appreciate what you had. Learn to appreciate what you have before time makes you appreciate what you had. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the